Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. There's breaking news tonight 23 million infected. As cases of coronavirus explode, the CDC says infections may be 10 times higher than reported. The U.S. sets its largest one-day total since the pandemic began. We're on the front lines as healthcare workers break down. I can't show my kids how sad or scared I feel sometimes. And overwhelmed ICUs fill up. Plus the new warning tonight for pregnant women. Slamming the brakes, Disney cancels plans to reopen its iconic theme park. Texas pauses phase two, and Florida cracks down on restaurants breaking rules. Tonight, the state's now mandating masks and the angry fights over wearing them. You're going to harm the health of all of the people. No end in sight. Nearly one and a half million more Americans file for unemployment. As more people struggle to get help, why did Washington send $1.4 billion in stimulus checks to dead people? Racing to a cure. Could a synthetic vaccine be the answer to keeping billions from getting COVID-19? Why some believe it could be an easier and cheaper way to save lives. Stop. New investigation. Breaking news, Colorado's governor orders a new probe after body cam video shows police using a chokehold on a 23-year-old. Why did EMTs give him a powerful sedative? And did it cause Elijah McClain's death? And they call him the TikTok tutor. We'll introduce you to the teen sensation who makes learning math as easy as pie. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with some breaking news. 23 million Americans have likely been infected with coronavirus and could spread it without knowing that they are. That's because the CDC now says it believes 10 times as many people have or had the virus than tested positive for it. That staggering new number based on antibody tests comes as the U.S. is seeing its largest one-day total of new infections since the crisis began in March. Many of the country's largest states are 
now overwhelmed, putting plans to continue reopening in jeopardy. Tonight, Texas is in crisis mode. Intensive care units are maxed out. Elective surgeries are being canceled, and the state's move to phase two has been paused. In Florida, there are long lines as COVID test results are coming back positive four times as often as they were just a few weeks ago. And states that once balked at requiring face coverings, well, they're now ordering people to wear masks in public. So as we come on the air tonight, the virus has killed more than 122,000 people in this country. But experts warn with so many new infections, even more deaths are likely to follow. And tonight, the CDC is expanding its list of people likely to get seriously ill from coronavirus, saying younger people who are obese are also at risk. There's a lot of news to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Janet Shamlin is going to lead off our coverage tonight from the hotspot of Houston. Good evening, Janet. Nora, tonight the governor has hit the brakes in Texas, saying he will stop any further reopening as cases hit alarming numbers across the state, and specifically here in Texas, in Houston, taking a toll on what is the world's largest medical complex, the Texas Medical Center. Houston intensive care units are themselves in critical condition tonight. How are you all holding up? This is the team treating COVID patients at Methodist Hospital, part of the sprawling Texas Medical Center, which has filled 97% of its ICU beds. How long can you keep going at this pace? Well, you know, the last 10 day trajectory was very concerning. And if this trajectory remains for the next 10, 15 days, no matter which hospital system will be stretched to the limit. Governor Greg Abbott banned elective surgeries today in four of the most populated counties to free up space for more coronavirus patients. As new cases hit 5,996 in Texas, an all-time high. Doctors say they can handle the hospitalizations for now. The time is now, as Houstonians, to band together and act like the can-do Houstonians that we are and do all of the right things. Mass gatherings in Houston are now limited to no more than 10. Apple reclosed seven stores in the area, and restaurants like Prego are scaling back to takeout only. We all live local, we're all together. Ron Barbosa is dealing with a surge in his own family. 18 relatives tested positive after a family gathering in North Texas, including his parents in their 80s, and his sister battling breast cancer. My dad is still trying to hang on by a thread. We just need tons of prayers and we need everybody to wash their hands, keep their mask on, and quit trying to make this a political thing. Heartache, the size of Texas. Janet Shamley in CBS News, Houston. I'm Carter Evans in California, where COVID cases are skyrocketing and Governor Gavin Newsom warns the state's reopening may be in jeopardy and we're not advancing the cause of public health and public safety, uh, then we certainly reserve the right to put a pause. An example of COVID's wrath, 28 members of one Los Angeles family infected. The family patriarch, Vidal Garay, died the day before Father's Day. Positive cases in California approaching 200,000 and another record in Arizona for COVID hospitalizations. A dire situation, according to this ICU nurse. We are at capacity. It's kind of scary and daunting. She says she now lives in fear, and so does her young son. He broke down crying, and he asked, I asked him what's going on. And he 
point blank said, Mom, I don't want you to die. But many in Arizona do not appear to be concerned. Are you going to allow the government to tell you you have to wear a mask? No. For so many people, it's not a medical issue anymore. That's right. a political statement. That's the frustration. We have those mask requirements in place. Those that choose not to, they are actively infecting their neighbors, their family, their friends, and then taking up an ICU bed potentially that one of those folks' loved ones may need. In neighboring Nevada, masks are now mandatory tonight. No shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. Back in California, Disneyland recently made a much-hyped announcement that the park would reopen next month. Those plans now on hold indefinitely. But today, another iconic site in California, the Santa Monica Pier, reopened for the first time in three months. Now, it is usually packed here, but they're limiting the number of people on the pier and making sure everyone wears a mask. Nora? Carter Evans tonight, thank you. Today, a government report revealed more than a million stimulus payments, totaling more than a billion dollars, were sent to dead people. Those misdirected payments come as nearly one and a half million Americans applied for unemployment benefits in the last week alone. That marks 14 straight weeks of more than a million people filing claims. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is in Miami tonight. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. Eager to not further disrupt the economy here, both the governor of Florida and the mayor of Miami-Dade County have said they favor enforcing the existing reopening guidelines rather than rolling back the reopening altogether. That's despite the fact that there has been yet another surge of new infections here. Along Miami Beach's Lincoln Road, Officer Nero Belgobin's new responsibilities include acting as a social distancing enforcer. We're just here just to check to make sure everything's in compliance awesome. in the restaurant. Sure. Where are your sanitizing stations? He's also making sure the number of customers is limited. As the cases in Florida increase, does your job have a new sense of urgency? Yes, it does. We uh, basically have to make sure that more businesses are in compliance until all of them are in compliance to minimize the spread of the virus. Yet the spread of the virus is accelerating across the South where Alabama, Mississippi, and South Carolina reported record increases. Long lines at testing centers pushed many of them to capacity in Florida, which has seen more than 10,000 new COVID-19 cases in the last 48 hours. A mandatory mask order voted in by Palm Beach County leaders prompted this pushback. I'm very sad to see the authorities stomping on our constitutional rights. In North Carolina, masks become mandatory tomorrow. The other ongoing impact of the pandemic, the newly unemployed. Nearly 1.5 million new claims last week alone nationwide. But today, the Kentucky Derby made a surprise call. When the delayed race is run over Labor Day weekend, fans will be in the stands under so-called strict guidelines. We're asking the, the guests also to wear masks as they're coming into the facility and moving around the facility at various times. Today, the CDC issued a new warning saying pregnant women may be more vulnerable to severe illness from the virus and that they especially should practice social distancing. Nora. Manny Bohorquez, thank you. Tonight, Colorado's governor is appointing a special prosecutor in the case of Elijah McClain, who died after a confrontation with police last August. The announcement came as the district attorney says that while he may not agree with the officer's actions, he doesn't have the evidence to charge them with a crime. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports. 
Last August, Aurora, Colorado police stopped the ski mask wearing 23 year old Elijah McLean after a 911 caller described him as sketchy. Stop. I have a right to stop you because you're being suspicious. McLean was walking home from the store listening to music. Police say they asked him to stop multiple times. He resisted a police pat down. I have no good. I don't do that stuff. Careful, careful. Arriving paramedics injected him with a sedative. He was pronounced brain dead three days later. They murdered him. They, they're bullies with badges. Millions have signed a petition demanding three officers be fired and charged. District Attorney Dave Young says the officers did nothing criminal. He didn't need to die. Uh, and the fact that he died uh, does not warrant the basis for criminal charges. McLean's family says he never should have been stopped in the first place. Jonathan Vigliotti, CBS News. We turn out of this story. Tonight, three Wilmington, North Carolina police officers have been fired after a routine audit of a patrol car camera uncovered what authorities describe as extremely racist comments toward African-Americans. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. An internal probe by the Wilmington Police Department reveals hate-filled conversations with three veteran officers. Officer Kevin Piner is heard telling Corporal Jesse Moore that the protest would soon lead to a civil war and that he is ready. He goes on to tell Moore that he was going to buy a new assault rifle and soon we are just going to go out and start slaughtering them expletive n-words. Piner says a civil war is needed to wipe them off the expletive map. That'll put them back about four or five generations. Later, during a phone call with Piner, Moore refers to a woman he arrested as the N-word and says she needed a bullet in her head right then. Donnie Williams is the department's new police chief. He fired the officers on his first day. When you talk about killing people and generations of people, that is disturbing. According to investigators, the officers blame their comments on the stress of today's climate in law enforcement. CBS News has reached out to the police union and the three officers for comment. So far, they haven't responded. Jeff Begay's CBS News, Washington. Today, President Trump again blamed the spike in COVID cases on more nationwide testing. But experts say that claim is misleading. They point to an increase in the rate of positive tests. And on the campaign trail, Joe Biden said the president has failed the American people and is acting like a child. Here's CBS's Paula Reed. President Trump mingled with aging veterans this morning without wearing a mask. Risky behavior given that he was in Arizona just two days ago where coronavirus cases are spiking. Dozens of Trump campaign staffers are currently in quarantine after the president's trip to Tulsa over the weekend where eight advanced team members tested positive. And in Texas, which is seeing record rates of infection, the administration's plan to end direct support for seven community-based testing sites is being questioned by the state's two Republican senators. And we'll always live by two simple rules, buy American and hire American. The president is focused on re-election, campaigning today in the key battleground state of Wisconsin, where he won in 2016, but now finds himself trailing Joe Biden. The number of cases is increasing in 29 states. The former vice president, 
campaigning in Pennsylvania, slammed the president for being more concerned about himself than the average American. He thinks that finding out that more Americans are sick will make him look bad. Well, Donald Trump needs to stop caring about how he looks. In Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and four other key swing states, President Trump is trailing, due in part to his response to coronavirus and to the turmoil following the death of George Floyd. Tonight, there are new complaints from an administration whistleblower. Rick Bright was ousted from his leading role in the battle against COVID-19 after he criticized the White House's response. Now, he's alleging a coordinated effort to undermine him in his new role at the National Institutes of Health. Nora. Paula Reed at the White House, thank you. And there is encouraging news tonight on a new type of vaccine being tested in Britain. CBS's Roxana Saberi has more in our series, Racing to a Cure. Scientists at Imperial College London say if their vaccine works, it would require significantly smaller doses than other potential vaccines, and it would be easier to mass produce. So if you imagine a litre bottle of lemonade, that would have two million doses in it. Unlike traditional vaccines that use a form of the actual virus, this one is created artificially. It uses synthetic strands of the genetic code based on the spike protein found on the surface of the COVID-19 virus. When injected, the vaccine instructs muscle cells to make copies of that protein. And the immune system sees that as foreign and makes a potent antibody response against it. So are you basically tricking the body into thinking that it's encountering the virus, but it's not? That's exactly what we're doing. So that when you're exposed to it in real life, you're already immune if the vaccine works in clinical trials, it could turn out to be cheaper than others. Imperial College has sidestepped the drug industry by setting up its own company, promising to sell the vaccine at a low cost. Still, Shattuck says he hopes his team's vaccine will be just one of several that succeed in the race for a cure. We're competing against the virus more than against ourselves to help the world to get back on its feet again. Roxana Saberi, CBS News. London. Today, NASCAR released a photo of the noose found in driver Bubba Wallace's garage, saying, as you can see, the noose is real. NASCAR says out of the almost 1,700 garages at racetracks, they found only one rope tied that way. The FBI found it had been there since October and that Wallace was not the victim of a hate crime. It's goodbye, Dixie. The women of the Dixie Chicks say they'll now just be called the Chicks, dropping their band's reference to the Civil War South. Also today, Disney said it's completely redesigning its Splash Mountain rides in Florida and California, ending their Song of the South theme that's tied to the Jim Crow era film. When American schools shifted to remote learning, a tutoring superstar emerged online. Students say they learn more in his one-minute videos than in a 45-minute class, and he hasn't even graduated from high school. CBS's John LaPook introduces us. In today's mix of dance moves and lip syncs, one young voice has broken through. My name is Alexis, and today we're going to go over inverse functions. Alexis Loveras, a 16-year-old math whiz from the Bronx, with a formula for success. So the first thing I would do is input x as 9. When you saw that that first TikTok went viral, what was your reaction? I was very blown away. It hit like 3 million views and like almost a million likes. 
Hola. Marhaba. Goeiemorgen. This TikTok tutor now has 700,000 followers worldwide. Hey guys, so students of all ages, shut out of their schools by the coronavirus, are looking for help with algebra, chemistry, and physics, and turning to the smartest kid in the class. Are you famous? No, I don't want to say I'm famous. I'm just saying, like, I have a bigger audience now. I'm not good at chemistry. It's been a lifeline for students like 16-year-old Pierre Zerbito in the Philippines. It sounds like you've made a new friend. It's not just a friend. I belong in a whole new community. 16 divided by 4. Teenagers from different worlds finding a common denominator. Even though we're having some language barriers sometimes, math really connects us all. (laughs) There's an expression, it's better to give than to receive, right? Yes, it is really amazing. Dr. John LaPook, CBS News, New York. And Alexis tells us he has an upcoming lesson for those SAT takers who had the exam canceled because of coronavirus. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman goes on the road to meet a man whose life was saved twice by members of the same family. Intriguing. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. Well, that is tonight's CBS Evening News. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Have a good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.